Welcome to a special edition of Run This World. I'm your host, Nicole DeBoom. You're about to listen to an episode in the 10-part Touched by Suicide series. Trigger warning, this episode may include discussions about suicide, mental illness, substance abuse, and self-harm. If these topics are sensitive to you, proceed with caution. It may also contain strong language and is intended for an adult audience. If you are feeling suicidal, thinking about hurting yourself, or are concerned that someone you know may be in danger of hurting themselves, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. The hotline is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and is staffed by certified crisis response professionals. Please be sure to share this podcast with anyone who needs to hear it right now. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Touched by Suicide, a special podcast series inspired by the memory of Steve Tarpinian, a prolific figure in the sport of triathlon who positively affected so many. Steve died by suicide in 2015. Our goals are to raise awareness about and decrease the stigma surrounding suicide and mental health issues, and to let you know that you are not alone. I'm your narrator, Michael Lovato. I'm a former professional triathlete, a coach, an event announcer, and I've had a special connection to this series because I was friends with Steve, and I saw firsthand the impact he had on others, including myself. I was so deeply saddened and shocked to hear of his passing by suicide. And due to this stigma that still exists with suicide, some suicide loss survivors feel ashamed talking about their loved one's cause of death. They will not speak openly about suicide or the mental health issues leading up to suicide. When one takes their own life, there's a ripple effect that resonates to the clinicians, the coworkers, the friends, the family. Each week, we will release an episode that offers a different perspective on suicide. We believe that people suffering from mental illness are not necessarily defined by their disease. Their lives can be productive and filled with joy, laughter, and love. We hope to inspire conversation that will contribute to removing the stigma that's associated with mental illness and suicide. By doing this, we hope those who are struggling to find resources that may prevent them from moving forward with suicide We also hope that if one is a suicide loss survivor, they will also benefit by realizing they are not alone and they should not blame themselves for not doing more. I want to say this. Steve was the kind of guy that smiled and connected and spread so much joy. He he seemed to always have it together and always just really be doing things for others. And I remember when I heard about him passing, I couldn't even fathom that it was suicide. It wasn't spoken about. It wasn't announced as that. It was just that he was gone. And later I did find out he died by suicide. And and the first thing I thought was, gosh, I feel positive. I feel like I try and help people. I feel like the kind of guy I always looked up to in Steve. And it really made me check myself. And I'll say that because immediately I thought, well, shoot, if he wasn't okay and I didn't know, am I okay? And I, I did some deep digging, and I, I do believe I, I came to some good answers. But here's the story. 
not everyone is okay. And that's really important that we all grasp. On the surface, you may see a different story. Suicide is much more prevalent than one would think. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, over 47,000 Americans died by suicide in 2019. No one is immune. The CDC believes that suicide has become a large and growing public health problem. And think about it. These numbers come from before the worldwide pandemic kicked off in 2020. These last two years have seen those numbers increase. Attitudes about suicide are not likely to change for the better until we can speak as freely about it as we freely speak of cancer now. At one time, cancer was stigmatized. Only when we can speak openly about suicide and mental health issues without shame or embarrassment will attitudes about suicide change for the better. The personal perspectives you will hear from our guests in the Touch by Suicide podcast series, along with what I'm about to share, support the fact that change is happening that suicide stigma has lessened since Steve passed away in 2015. The power of celebrity has led to more open discussions about mental health and suicide. The families of those who took their own lives, Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, Chris Cornell, and Chester Bennington, were not silent about the cause of their loved one's death. Many celebrities such as Carrie Fisher, Lady Gaga, Prince William, Demi Lovato, Michael Phelps, have all gone public and speak very openly about their mental health struggles. Suicide awareness has hit the mainstream. In 2017, Logic, a popular young singer, released a powerful suicide prevention anthem. The title of the song is the toll-free suicide prevention hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Even though things have improved in the last several years since Steve passed, the stigma of suicide still exists. We have a long way to go. When we lose people to suicide, their survivors often keep silent, which further stigmatizes suicide. Today, I have the honor of sharing the story of Steve Tarpinian. By celebrating his life and sharing views before and after his suicide, it is clear that awareness about suicide is changing. This is important because as one of our guests, Dr. Andreski shares, for most causes, awareness precedes progress. Steve Tarpinian died by suicide on March 15, 2015, the day after leaving an inpatient mental health facility. He was a beloved coach, swimmer, entrepreneur, friend, and companion. Steve's vision established the landscape for triathlon on Long Island. However, his true legacy is the lives that he positively impacted while on this journey. In his 20s, Steve's depressive episodes occurred maybe once, twice a year and lasted a day or so. As time went on, these episodes happened more frequently with longer durations. Steve would drive himself at a frenetic pace. He eventually became physically, emotionally, and mentally exhausted. Over the years, Steve won many battles in his private war. He appeared to most as a very happy, trouble-free person who had it all figured out. Steve had a very successful business. He was a great athlete and a great coach. He was loved by so many. He was very good at hiding the inner turmoil. Steve started slipping away in 2013 when he was in his 50s. His depressive episodes were occurring more frequently and were becoming longer in duration. He was a good actor since no one knew he was suffering so much that he would take his own life. In his final months, his mind was consumed by indecisiveness, obsessiveness, and regrets about not following certain paths in life. 
Steve lost interest in the things he always seemed so passionate about. In his final few months, Steve frequently became so indecisive that he could no longer effectively live his life. He lost all hope for things to change for the better. Steve finally made the irreversible decision to leave behind his pain. He completed suicide on the second attempt to end his life. Steve's legacy is not that he died by suicide, though. His legacy is one of kindness and compassion to others in spite of his own personal struggles. He was someone who impacted so many lives in a powerful and positive way. He gave so much to so many with no expectation of a return. Steve was not just a coach of sport. He was a coach of life, to be honest. He was a gift to all of us, and and that gift was only ours for a brief time to borrow. When someone dies by suicide, the lost survivors are left with many unanswered questions. They're often racked with guilt and struggle to openly share about their loved one's suicide, largely due to the stigma surrounding it. We need to be more open in speaking about suicide, even though initially it may be too uncomfortable to talk about. Silence perpetuates suicide stigma. In Dr. Andreski's interview, he indicated that not all people who are suicidal can be helped, but many can. Freely speaking about suicide and mental health issues without shame or embarrassment is important to help reduce that stigma. Touched by Suicide features perspectives from 10 people. Ruth Tepler-Roth is a mom who lost her son, Jonathan. Adam Sood attempted suicide and survived. He shares his story to help others who are facing the turmoil he faced. Dr. Andreski is a psychiatrist who's been working with suicidal patients and suicide loss survivors for over 45 years. Michael Stewart is a son who lost both his father figure, Steve, and later his father, Mike, to suicide. Ron Canner is a fan of Steve's, someone who knew him peripherally and was deeply touched by his suicide. Rip Esselstyn is a pro athlete, a friend, and a colleague of Steve's who shares insights from the athlete mindset. Deb Savarees is an athlete that Steve coached who will never forget being impacted by him. Mike Barone is an employee, someone who knew Steve on a professional and friendship level. Jean Milano is a surviving partner of Steve, a man she still calls the love of her life. Jean is also the reason this series exists. Nicole DeBoom is the interviewer. In the final episode, I sit down with her and I talk about everything we've learned from this project. At times we may feel helpless and not know what to do or to say, but there are some things that can be done to help those who are struggling. Many people who contemplate suicide engage in behaviors that we can flag if we know what to look for. These warning signs may help save lives. In every conversation, the power of hindsight is clear. Everyone involved in this project could identify at least one incident that, we com- that could be considered a flag. Here's just a few. Contacting friends just to say hi when it's not something they normally do. Typically, this may happen when the person has made the decision to take their own life. This could be trying to clean up their side of the fence if there was ever a misunderstanding in the relationship. Or it possibly could just be to say goodbye. Several of our guests received a phone call from Steve in the month or two before his death, even though they hadn't had contact with him for for months prior. Also another flag, losing interest in the things they always love to do. Another one is pulling back from social circles. 
Um, a, a key flag would be if they make the comment that their friends or their family would be better off without them. And of course, if they've previously attempted to complete suicide. More of these flags, more warning signs, can be found at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. The website is afsp.org, so afsp.org. Too many people are still being lost to suicide. It's so much more prevalent than people realize. Because of its stigma, no one wants to talk about it. Although things are improving with respect to awareness surrounding suicide and mental health issues, ignorance about these topics abound. Comments like, suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem, and suicide is a selfish act, have zero place in our society, and they further contribute to the stigma. Anyone who makes these comments has no idea of the mental anguish one who takes their own life may be suffering, that it's so painful that the fear of living is more than the fear of dying. When someone dies by suicide, it's common for the survivors to remain silent about the cause of their death of the loved one. When this happens, it further perpetuates the stigma around suicide, which makes it harder for people to reach out when they need help. Steve Tarpinian died by suicide. He also left a beautiful legacy of love and support to many people. By sharing his story and the stories of others touched by suicide, it is our goal to educate and to help people who are struggling reach out for the help they need before it's too late. A friend of Steve's, Peter Ventura, said that when he learned of Steve's struggles, he sought help from a friend who was knowledgeable about how to help a person with suicidal feelings. Peter was given the following advice. You just have to be intrusive. Don't walk through the door. Kick the door down and be there for your friend. As one of our guests says, you don't have to have all the answers. Tell them you love them and that you do not want them to feel alone. You're there for them. Don't try to fix them. I will wrap up with a huge thank you to Gene Milano for making this series happen. And thank you, Steve Tarpinian, for lighting up the world with your smile and changing so many lives for the better. We truly wish you were here with us today. If you or someone you know is displaying suicide warning signs, please call the Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Thank you for listening, and please share this podcast. You never know who may need to hear it right now.